You're listening to Scarves Around the Funnel, brought to you in association with Forrest Hepburn and McDonald Signs. Getting noticed isn't always easy, because there's so much noise! But at Forrest Hepburn and McDonald, we make it easy. With standout signs, business cards, shop fronts, banners, leaflets, vehicle graphics, the lot. Showcasing your products, advertising your brand, and getting business noticed. So, what can we do for you? Forrest Hepburn and McDonald, creative sign and print solutions since the 1950s. Visit fhmcdsigns.co.uk. Hello and welcome back to Scarves Around the Funnel, the podcast dedicated to Heart of Midlothian Football Club, who had some positive news during the week as the Foundation of Hearts announced supporter pledges had raised over 16 million, so 16 was the the number of the moment and it's got lots of Lots of connotations, 16. In the States, a sweet 16 celebrated by many 16-year-old girls. The coming-of-age celebration that marks a girl's transition into womanhood. And Mark Donaldson, that's probably a milestone you're dreading for your own daughter. I wonder where the hell that was going. (laughs) I was so scared (laughs) at one point. (laughs) I was like, where is this going? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, Do you know what? Do you know what? I mean, he's, he's, he's already, he's not even been introduced, but the superstar is back. No one cares about me. The superstar is back. This is the highlight of my year. That Your year? We're, we're, yeah. We're, well, the, the, he, you need to get out back. more. No, it doesn't matter how much you go out. This should be, this should be up there. We have got the secret agent on our <laughs> podcast who is going to score another own goal or get a red card this Saturday to ensure that Hearts get another three points against St Johnston. It is so good to have him back, Laurie. Yeah, you're 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 skipping. I was going to do it in a different order, but we will go jump straight to Mister McGowan, who apparently here's here's the the sixteen link. Apparently has scored. No, this is it's not a rip. I'm not going to rip you. This a, a total of sixteen career goals. Apparently, really? Oh, yeah. Wow, and I wouldn't have. I don't think that would have been as high. Yeah, exactly what I thought. Um, <laughs> no, but I genuinely, I was like, oh, what, what can I mention? What's 16 link with Ryan McGowan? I was like, I wonder how many goals he scored. And I opened up, and this is going by your Wikipedia, so you, whether there's maybe an inaccuracy there, I'm not sure, but according to Wikipedia, you have scored a total of 16 career goals. It says one for Para Hills Knights, uh, three for Hearts, um, one for Air United on loan, three, uh, Three for Shandong, one for Dundee United, uh, two for Henan, uh, one for Bradford City, one for Sydney, uh, one for Kuwait, and two for St Johnston is what it says. Does that sound accurate? No. Doesn't sound accurate. I don't think I scored for Bradford. 
No? Oh, okay. It says you scored. And I'm not sure if I scored. I didn't. Oh, yeah, I scored. Yeah, I'm not sure about that one. It's the the cumulative yardage scored minus the goal (laughs) at Ross County of all Ryan McGowan's goals is 16 yards. I scored some good ones in China. I scored a good header at Sydney. I should have scored more at Sydney. I missed a couple of sitters. Uh, I've not missed a sitter in a little while. You've not been played for a while. That's true. I've not missed a sitter in three months. <laughs> no, I had a kick in three months. But um, so, so maybe yeah, you've not scored sixteen. So there we go. That's just probably. And I wouldn't. I wouldn't count. I wouldn't count Parahills. Parahills is like. You've hey, got a street like named after you in Parahills. Yeah. Oh, it's here like we go. Lower than what? Highland League. That Parahills. Does it matter? Um, they all count. I was only. I, was only, I would have only been. 14 or 15 when I played or for them. See, 16. It ties in. 16. Yeah, see. There you go. What's, what's okay. 16? What's, what's, um, what's oh, God. Guest? I mean, I, 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 you can tell when I've really not, um, prepped this very long. Um, 16 millimeter film was originally an amateur <laughs> movie format now used by professionals. Someone who's well known in the Hearts community for video work <laughs> is good. Mr. Scott McIntosh, obviously also of Amaru. So let's it run. I'll, I'll, I'll take that. If I'm yeah. being honest, I thought yeah, I'd just keep myself on mute until all the sweet 16 stuff's all out. <laughs> all done with, because I was like, where are you going with this? Uh, Amateur like... movies, sweet 16, it's, it was yeah, uh, very dodgy. This, this will get one of these little e-tags on the explicit. I, know. I do like that Twitter page. The Marissa one. one. Oh, one. Oh, right, okay. That's fine. <laughs> 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 Clarify uh, that. <laughs> So, uh, this is when I say moving on. <laughs> we have a full house for this week's episode of Scarves Around the Funnel. And yes, I should mention, of course, the yeah, Foundation of Hearts, £16 million pounds now um, raised through supporters' pledges. But over that, passing that milestone, um, Andy Halliday used in the promotion of that, of course. Um, so, yeah, terrific. It just shows the the strength of the supporters and what they've been doing over the years. I don't know if you guys saw, um, oh, well, sorry, this is reference to, to Ryan and to Mark, obviously, because Scott posted it. Um, <laughs> the the submitting clip that was, how long ago was it now? Was it nine years? 11 years. 11 years. When um, it was potentially the, the last game Hearts were going to play, obviously with the winding up order, oh, the 1-0. One, yeah. one mm-hmm. You were playing you were playing in it, Ryan. I don't know if you yeah, remember it. what the... Must have been, it was a very weird atmosphere, obviously, for us in the stands, but was it a weird atmosphere for you guys as well as players? Uh, yeah, I just remember it being a, a sort of eerie and huge like build-up. It wasn't... Considering there was... It was near enough for full house, wasn't it? Yeah. The, the fans pretty much turned up in numbers for that yeah. one. Yeah. And it was like a, it was a weird, I remember it being a bit of a weird atmosphere because it was almost like everybody was just kind of soaking it in and being like, I really hope this isn't the last game. You know, like not a funeral type thing, but it was very, very like. It was emotionally charged, wasn't it? it was, yeah. Danny Granger scored. Is that right? Yeah, big deflection. Yeah, it was 12 yeah. years ago because obviously our math, uh, it was 11 years ago. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, November 2012. Hearts won St. Mirrenil. Yeah, Granger with a deflected shot in front of 16,500. Um, that was after we'd been issued with a 
a winding up order for a tax bill of almost half a million quid. So um, yeah, change times. Obviously, you know we we have we have our moans on the podcast, and a lot of the time, rightfully so. But it is still worth you know thinking that we're in we're in quite a good position in many ways. Um, okay. Well, this week we're obviously going to talk about Hearts against St Johnston, which is why we've got Ryan McGowan on. We're also going to have a little bit of fun um, as well. Uh, hopefully it works. Um, we're going to play the Who Am I game, which normally involves it's usually what, sticking a post-it note on your head and you've got some famous person there and everyone around you answers questions. You've got to guess who it is. Well, we we can't do that. We could do it with a video on, but it wouldn't exactly work for those listening. <laughs> so um, each of us uh, have been allocated a player, a former, or well, it could be a current, but it's most likely a former Hearts player who played with Ryan McGowan at Hearts. And we've got to try and guess who it is by asking yes or no questions, answer, get question and answers. So could be a disaster, but we'll find out what happens. Um. And uh, yeah, anything else that will come up over the next hour or so. You're listening to Scarves Around the Funnel, sponsored by Forrest Hepburn and McDonald Signs, who have been offering creative sign and print solutions since the 1950s. So we'll start talking about Heart of Midlothian against St Johnston. But I guess before we talk about that game in particular, we've got an insight into St Johnston, because Ryan McGowan is on and... For those of you who didn't catch it, although I'm pretty sure if you follow Ryan McGowan on Twitter, he must have plastered it all over there by now. Um, Craig Levine, of course, former Hearts boss and now St Johnston manager, after a, a vital win for them in their last game, highlighted a certain Australian as the best player on the park. Someone who was, wasn't even getting to warm benches recently and now he's strutting his stuff, the best player in the park. So Ryan, tell us, how, how has it been under Craig Levine since he's come in? That was just a couple of former Hearts guys looking after each other with that interview, wasn't it? <laughs> um, no, it's been good. It's been good. For me, personally, it's been obviously better because I've, I've been playing um, after Steve Mer- after Macca got sacked, it was um, uh, sort of like the assistant caretaker that came in and he just chucked me straight in against Killy. Um, and then obviously we won that game 2-1 and then um, Craig and Koki came in and uh, it's been really good actually. Um, not to say that I didn't enjoy training under Macca, but just feel like it's a, a lot more better organised and um, you know a lot more sort of tactics and you know a, a way of playing that you know has done well for us in those two games we, we should have although albeit we drew against motherwell we were two nil up at half time we, we should, probably should have seen that one out and it would have been you know three wins from three which would have been you know really good form leading into into this week's game but um the international breaks probably come at a, a relatively good time for the coaching staff because you know we've been pretty full on double sessions, um, you know, just getting sort of how they want to play across to us and, and it's a good preparation for what is a big game come Saturday. It's been quite a while for Craig Levine in terms of being a manager. You know, it's been over four years now since he uh, was removed from his position as Hearts boss. I know he's been involved at Breakin City, 
although just in a kind of advisory uh, position. What does he feel like he's maybe um, taken a slight step back? I know he's got Andy Kirk there, and Andy Kirk was working under uh, kind of beneath him at Brecon City as the the manager. Is he kind of taking a bit of a hands off role in terms of a lot of the training side of things? You know, does he feel like he's maybe seeing it as a slightly different dynamic than when he was? kind of pretty much doing everything at Hearts. Yes, just from our take, because I wasn't at Hearts and I didn't really have that many connections at the time with players to tell me exactly what was what was going on day to day, but um, he has next to zero, or he obviously has input, but on the actual training pitch, he doesn't do anything. Um, it's all Andy Kirk that, that pretty much takes everything that's the one that's explaining it to you, the one that's setting up the drills, the one that goes through everything. He'll, Andy Kirk will stop training if he's not happy with something. Um, a couple of times the gaffer has like stepped in or he does like kind of shout from the sidelines if he's, you know, we're playing 10 v 10. If he's not happy with something or, or during some drills, he'll sort of just kind of give that bit of advice. Um, but yeah, from, from the training point of view, he's next to nothing on the actual pitch. Obviously, he will have a massive input, you know, in the offices and in terms of what's going on and what we are doing for training. But when we actually get out there, um, it's mostly Kirky that, that runs all the drills and, and gets us going with the different sort of stuff that we go in. And, and it's, it's working pretty good because Kirky's like very energetic. He, he loves coaching. He's, he's a very good coach. You know, he's everything that we've done so far has been, been pretty spot on. And um, yeah. And then it's kind of that good, I, I don't mind it that you know the gaffer one when he does talk it's one of those ones that everybody kind of listens because you've not been listening to him you know the whole sort of training session so he kind of stands up on the hill and and watches it all and, and then just says his little bits if he if he feels he needs to needs to and you know some days he he doesn't say anything he's he's out for an hour or so and then goes back into his into his little office and um but yeah it, it works well the, the game days he he pro predominantly takes it the majority of it obviously names the team and does the sort of pre-match halftime chats, but um, then he does let Kirky sort of say his little bits afterwards and at halftime. So they're, they're working quite well together so far in the the two games and sort of coming up to three weeks training that we've had him for. Greg sounds like a Perth godfather. Yeah. <laughs> Stands <laughs> up on the hill with his arms. <laughs> and then he's got such a loud voice. He just bellows across the pitch a few of the boys um got a little bit of a rollicking um at training once for not running back as fast as he would like and um i do like that when you know a manager says that and you can see <laughs> you can see the boys have that little bit of fear factor it's it's quite good and um but yeah he's only had to do it a couple of times to be fair we, we have a decent enough group and um i think you can also see him he's, he's like he, like you said he's he's quite excited to be back in um, you know, a bit of a spring in his step after the Ross County game because, you know, that was a sort of, I wouldn't even say backs against the wall, but keeping a clean sheet, a, a sort of such a big game for us at, at this stage of the season and, and one that meant, you know, we jumped up two places and sort of got us off the bottom. It was a pretty good, you know, um, feel-good factor win um, for him. And, um, yeah, after the game, you could see him having a little bit of a, he enjoyed. I think you can tell when you've been out of it that you've missed that sort of camaraderie after the game of of winning and and being as a sort of team, which it was good to see. 
I'm trying to think, Scott and Laurie, did Craig make many changes in Hearts games following kind of victories? Because, correct me if I'm wrong, Ryan, Nicky's out, isn't he? Nicky Clark's going to miss a few weeks. Uh, I'm not telling you two or you three any <laughs> information. You try. Right. Yeah, he's out. He's so, out. so it's basically, it's, it's, going, it's not going to be too dissimilar from the side that, that, that beat Ross, Ross County. Um, I just wonder if, if the intensity might... I, I think he'll have you climbing the walls prior to games, just from, from his perspective, because it's hearts at Tynecastle. Will you be the same? Does this mean more to you, Gouser, because it's hearts coming mm. back? Oh, yes and no. Um, it's, it, is a, it's a, it is a weird sort of feeling, or you know, as you always go back... I think some players, it depends on your situation with that sort of ex-club as such. Um, I remember when I first went back with Dundee United, someone called me a wanker after about 10 seconds. And I was like, oh, <laughs> forgotten quickly. Uh, but well, that's what you kind of like. Yeah, it wasn't a Dundee. Yeah, it was a Dundee United thing. <laughs> um, but no, not really. You know, loads of people ask you, like, you know, do you play differently or you do this or you do that? What will you do if you score or all that type of stuff? But it's just, it's, it's, I would, I, I know, I, obviously, I obviously want you to, to lose at the weekend, but I, I would genuinely love for you to score just to see what you would do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have you even thought about it? Yeah, all the time. I think about it all the time. Uh, I don't <laughs> know. It would depend on the situation. But on like, if it's a last minute winner, four nil hearts, you pull one back. You're probably not. Yeah, not not going to celebrate that. But if it's a last minute winner, then I'll be going crazy and I'll be celebrating. And I think so. Like I've said that to some of my hearts mates and stuff, and they're like, "Oh, that's fucked. You're a bit dick if you do that." Like, but I feel like hearts fans or like majority of fans that from clubs that I've played for have liked me because of how I've played and and how I do play the game. So it's not as if I would be doing anything differently. Like, Hearts fans used to like me or still like me from how I played when I was at Hearts. Celebrations was part of that, you know, sort of desire to win, like all those types of things. If St. Johnson fans, I'd be doing them sort of a disservice as such. Like, I'm not doing it because, you know, Hearts fans like me when I celebrated. I just do it because I was that caught up or that you know, wanted to win that much and that's not going to change at the weekend. So if I was to score the winner or to, you know, pull it back or, you know, put us ahead, then I would definitely celebrate oh, as I yeah. would normally celebrate. Yeah. Um, and I think the Hearts fans would be pretty cool with that because that's exactly how I played with for them. And, um, yeah, I'd maybe I do, like a, little, full, I'd full do a little... Uh, be honest, if you're scoring the winner at the weekend, guys, mm. we've got bigger problems than worrying about what you're doing. We'll be focusing on our yeah, One of my mates did say that. If you score against the weekend, we've got bigger issues than worrying about what you celebrate. Yeah. But, what, um, what's, a, what's a bigger narrative, by the way? You scoring the winner for St Johnston or Mackenzie Kirk scoring the winner for Hearts and going up to his dad and going, get it right up you? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He, He's not been on the bench this season, has Once he? Once at no. Ross County, I think, in the league. He's, uh, he's had one brief appearance. Difficult with the season? rules, because as soon as you get involved in the first team, 
Is it? I don't know how many appearances it is, but if you play four or five times, you then can't be considered for the B team again. So it's it's discouraging. It's almost discouraging managers to give these guys a chance. Yeah, then you could be taking yeah. them away for the B team. So it's. Mm. I mean, his form's frightening. His, his form is, is scary. A goal against Celtic, four against Berwick, hat trick at Bowness, two against Berwick. I mean, he's from from what I can see, the last time he he played, but but didn't score. On it. it must just be goals that he's he's scored. But I, we've just seen strange things. And look, he's I, I don't know how they they choose. What is it? Nine subs now. Uh, I don't know how they choose if there's going to be a youngster, or whatever. Obviously, we've had the young right back on the bench as well. Um, I just, I just wonder who they're going to replace Nicky Clark with. Maybe Gowser can tell us by the end of, of the show to give us some help with our prep. Mm. God, we've not worked on it. This is not a, politically. <laughs> so we've not done any shape for the weekend, but it would be... Yeah, we don't we don't have tremendous amounts of options. Um, It'd be the Craig Levine zero striker formation, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Put uh, Kevin James up front, so maybe he could put um he could put McGowser up front. McGowser. Uh, I, I would score so if I could play up front, honestly. You'd score so many. I would. I think if I play, no, I'm not even going to say. It. <laughs> It'll be all over Twitter. I reckon if I played up front for every minute of every game, mm-hmm. would you I five to ten. Okay. It's not, that's not that's not that bold, I suppose. <laughs> it's not that bold, but when you think about it, if but... you were a striker, or as a striker, or as a defender playing up there, well, as a as a like um... start of the season, Maka was like, "We're playing up front. You're going to play every minute for every right." Minute. So you're a, you're a defender playing up front, not as a striker, because that'd be a shit. Yeah, no. Well, he's, he's Ryan McGowan playing up front. If 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 Ryan McGowan, the the current footballer, was played up front he would we're getting yeah, into I mean, the realms of f- football manager 24 what's real life what's just fantasy mm. oh i, I tell you what i could s- do i could uh, at some point i can um oh you could I do can, on your bloody I little game do, that you play i can put that on for i can put right Ryan. up front for every game you, you manage st johnson don't you in the game well i'm playing a different game just now because those updates went away quick smart they you got sacked. I didn't, uh, but I mean, it, you pulled the plug out. The tra- that's the trajectory at the moment. You pulled the plug out, didn't you? Because it wasn't going your way. You're a yes, huffy bastard. Who are you with now? Oh, I've just started a different game. We're not going to like. We're not going to. People don't uh, hear about football. Such right? A okay. Loser. Um. Well, back back on track. Look, talk. Look at the game. So, in terms of you look at the league table, you know, after nine games, St Johnston had what four points. Three games later, they're up to eleven points. So we see this quite often when there's changes um, in terms of who's managing a side. You know, we're not gonna we're not gonna come in here and badmouth the previous manager. But what is it, you know, what has changed now in terms of what's happening? Why why have St Johnson suddenly mm-hmm. got a few results on the board? And, and obviously, the big reason is obviously Ryan McGowan's playing again. But apart from that, <laughs> uh, I think also that kind of. It, it skews it a little bit because we then had three home games in a row, which very rarely you have, and we had... Well, well last season, that would be a bad thing for you. Yeah, I know. We had Hilly, Motherwell, and Ross County, which on paper, are for for us, three winnable games. 
you know so i think sometimes the way that the fixtures work is you get like a sort of you seem to play like i think it's coming up for us soon i think we've got like hearts away rangers away celtic at home and another tr- motherwell away maybe the sort of next four fixtures which are real tough on paper you know when you're looking at it so um i think we're just that little bit better organized um you know uh, the gaffer didn't have too much time for, i think the mother uh, the kilmarnock game the first game after maca got sacked was just a sort of stripped it right back to basics um we ended up winning that game motherwell game we'd worked a couple of days with the gaffer and he wanted you know small little details that he was massive on the sort of non-negotiable details that that worked for the next two games um which has now given us a bit of a belief of you know how he wants us to play because we've seen the results almost instantly so i think we're just a little bit better organized we have a, f- a few more patterns of play we're a bit more um organized defensively when we have the ball which i think was a sort of one of our letdowns i think i've spoken about it before um you know like being on the front foot and winning that second contact and, and being able to sort of almost keep teams in there you know a lot of good teams celtic rangers are great at it that when you clear the ball up the striker doesn't get first contact and it just feels like wave after wave after wave and um yeah you know there's a few little tweaks that we've done um, which have helped us in the last couple of games, but you know it's going to be a real difficult game at the weekend. But you know, one that after the last three games, are we we do have a bit more of a spring in our step leading into this game than we than we would have maybe had you know a couple of weeks ago. On average, what's a good number of yards for you to steal in a game from a throw-in? <laughs> uh, just as many as you can till someone tells you to stop. <laughs> You'll be I think I've said that, this. I've said, yeah, I said this before. On, on, it's the best when you you take like half a yard, and the whole section of fans behind you go crazy, thinking that you've got an opportunity to score now when you're ninety yards away from the goals. Um, I think it's only really like a UK thing that everyone gets so excited about when you take <laughs> like half a meter. Is it not when fans are close, really close to the pitch that you can have a bit of fun with? Yeah, them? yeah, it's not too bad. It's I had some good fun with the Killy, the Killy fans, and the night <laughs> game because they brought a little good crowd in. Um, and even the, I think some of the refs have actually clicked onto it because now as soon as I pick the ball up, they blow the whistle. Normally they don't blow the whistle; <laughs> they blow the whistle right away and point where they want it. But um, see the what I've noticed. I don't know if you've noticed this, Mark or or Scott recently um referees awarding throwing to the other team for and i know that you can but i've seen it i've definitely seen it a lot more often recently than i had before you know where they're not happy with the what the thrower is doing and he's just giving the throw to the other team yeah if you take too long you can they can change it yeah i i i didn't even know that i, I actually I'll, I'll admit i genuinely didn't know that I, I know if there's a i know if they don't take it correctly you can give it to the other team but they do see I've I've seen it a lot more recently where it just it seems like they're just fed up with them taking too long and they just say no yeah. I think it's one of those ones that the you know when the refs get a little note from the higher up refs on what they wanted to clamp down on and I think throw-ins was one yeah I've definitely I've they, definitely noticed yeah. it more yeah like I said that they're very much like it's hard to steal a couple of yards these days Whereas the last couple of seasons, you could get oh, 
anywhere between seven to ten yards that <laughs> I could get. Here's here's one for you at the weekend because I've just gone into law fifteen to find out exactly what is the deal with the throw-in. If a player, while correctly taking a throw-in, i.e. Ryan McGowan, deliberately throws the ball at an opponent in order to play the ball again, but not in a careless or a reckless manner, or using excessive force, the referee allows play to continue. You can only touch the ball again if you've taken the throw if it has touched another player. But as long as you don't do it in a careless or reckless manner, you can throw it against the opponent to get it back. That's mm-hmm. your that's your task yeah. for Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> what, you want me to try and do that? Yeah. Right, imagine I do that and it gives the ball away and they go away and score. <laughs> what oh. were you thinking? Well, I was on a fucking Hearts podcast during the week and they said <laughs> to do that. And now they really just got beat 1 0. Um, no, but yeah, I have thought about that a couple of times because defenders, a lot of defenders turn their back when you they do. That yeah. quickly. I've seen that. I've, I've seen yeah, that. You just, in do- fact, um, you just don't get off their back. Someone, someone's. There's a famous one, and it's an English game, and I'm trying to remember who it was. So the keeper, the keepers come out to clear it. Yeah. And someone will be able to find this quickly. The keepers come out to clear the ball out for a throw in, and the taker. As the keeper's running back, the, key, the taker throws the ball against the keeper, gets it back, and then scores. Because the Team keeper's off the is, is that what it was? I think so. So that's a fi- eh, we're, we're getting off track. But Scott, you know, for you, we're, we're looking at Craig Levine coming back. I, I know he left and it wasn't very good circumstances how it turned out at heart. So I don't know if you feel... I, I'm kind of pleased to see him back in the game. Obviously, I hope he loses at the weekend, but I don't know, how, how do you feel about seeing him back managing in the Premiership? I've always been a, a, a bit of a, a Craig Levine sort of fanboy. Uh, he was probably one of the first players that, that I admired when I was growing up watching the club. Uh, really admire the, the sort of spell that he had, the first spell as manager, and it was interesting listening to guys are talking about the the sort of setup with, with Andy Kirk in, in terms of the training, because one of the probably excuses, you might want to call that that I gave Craig Levine when he was let go uh, four years ago was that I did think that he was probably manager in, in name, but but maybe not quite doing all the day-to-day stuff. And it was probably more of a, a sort of committee setup that they had with, with Andy and, and sort of Liam Fox and Austin McPhee at the time. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm quite happy to see him come back. Uh, I think the the reaction to him will, will potentially be mixed. I think there is probably still a, a, a bit of ill feeling from maybe some fans due to how things ended uh, and what people deem to be his his part in that or significant part in it. But I'm I'm glad he's back in the game, generally speaking, because I do think he does get quite a lot of short shrift for, for a lot of fans, probably more so to do with the Scotland uh, sort of record than, than anything he achieved at club level but he's he's a, he's got really good sort of dry wit I always enjoy listening to him when he's on the radio and to me he's still a Hearts legend regardless of how things sort of panned out in the end unfortunately. Yeah the old the old four six zero is probably what people maybe um, remember him for with uh, Scotland. Uh, Ryan one thing that comes up quite often, I can't remember if we've mentioned this before, if you search Ryan McGowan and Craig Levine, it's definitely been mentioned on the podcast, but I don't know if you've been on, is when you were in the Australian team and played Craig Levine Scotland and Craig Levine had talked about he was 
keeping an eye on Ryan McGowan. Mm. Still, still thought he could have a shout of um, changing his allegiances to Scotland. How much was in that? Don't know if we've ever asked him. Uh, now I don't know if I think he approached my age, Dave McPherson at the time to try and get my number, if I can remember correctly. But I used to have it a lot when I first joined Hearts, like the under 21s and stuff. I can't remember what the 21s manager used to be called. It was a proper Scottish name. Oh, feels like that feels like Scott Gemmell's been in charge for about 14 years. I know, years. that's what I was... Oh, yeah. uh, was it... Um, oh, God, what was his name? The Was it Stark at one point as well? Around that yeah, time? Billy Stark. Billy, yeah. Billy Stark. Stark. Yeah. yeah. So he was he was keen for me to join the sort of twenty ones and the whatever it was and Hearts would I wouldn't say Hearts put pressure on me but they would have preferred if I was if I picked Scotland twenty ones because back then I went to like the under twenty World Cups so I was away for like five weeks then we would have like little sort of Asian tournaments or like everywhere that I went I was away for like three or four weeks. Whereas the Scot- Scotland boys went away for like a week, 10 days. Um, so I remember sort of being like, no, I'm quite happy to, you know, I always wanted to play for Australia. The Scotland thing just kind of came up because I was at Hearts. That was kind of my mindset as such. And then when I sort of broke into the team, the Hearts team, um, my Dave McPherson called me to say, I think that Craig wanted to have a meeting with me to see what my feelings would be towards, you know, trying to play for Scotland, I guess. But I'm, I just shut it down. I'm 100% sure I just shut it down. It just was like, there's, we just, we'd just be wasting everybody's time almost because I wouldn't, if I wasn't good enough to play for Australia, then I, I wouldn't have wanted to play for Scotland or, or vice versa. Um, you know, I just felt like the only reason Scotland was half interested um, in me at that time was because I was playing right on their doorstep. Um, so that so was probably back, as close as it got. I never had a back, conversation with them or, or anything like that. Back in August 2012, okay, Colleen Strachan in the Evening News um, wrote this. So it was prior to a Scotland-Australia game. Uh, Scotland boss Craig Levine revealed today that Ryan McGowan remains on his radar despite the Hearts yeah, defender what, being on the verge of the, of the call-up. That's why I opened the Australia squad. No, I know, I know. <laughs> Did you end up in that squad? Yeah, he played. Yeah, that was my debut. So, for Australia. Easter Road. Nothing. So Ian Black got booed. Well, he played for Trinidad, remember, at Easter Road. Ryan did. <laughs> Of course. Um, <laughs> Levine said, I've got a game in November against Luxembourg. Ryan is one that I'm considering looking at for that. He's done well and had a really good season last season. I would love to see him progress and do as well again this year. So had you not been called up for that game at Easter Road? Uh, our squad must have been later than that then. Because I play, my we played on the 15th of my birthday. That was when I made my Australian debut. It's quite cool, isn't it? That's it is, yeah. Cool. Against but, Scotland at Easter. But remember, they, that was a friendly, so you can yeah. still change allegiance uh, internationally if you've not played a competitive fixture. Yeah. I remember everyone saying that Ian Black got booed because it was... Um, what was it? Because he went to Rangers or something? Well, he was, he was at Rangers, but it was, it was Easter Road. Yeah, because I got booed when I came on. 
Yeah, there's yeah. a good picture. This is a good picture, you two. The man Blackie? Yeah. Is there? Yeah. Yeah, I've definitely, I've definitely seen it. Give me a second. Here we go. Speak among yourselves. I was number 16 that game. There you go. There's a picture. No, you weren't. The picture I just sent is number 13 on the back. Number 13. First sub. Okay, so let's talk. Hearts and Johnson. So it's 4th against 10th. Um, Hearts have won their last two league matches. Uh, Saints, though, now unbeaten in their last three. But St. Johnson haven't won a league game away from home this season. That's despite being better on the road last campaign. They've also failed to score in their five league matches away from McDermott Park so far. Now, Mark Toch, looking at this game, forgetting the fact that we've got someone from the someone behind enemy lines just talking about this from a Hearts perspective mm-hmm. this is a game that Hearts you know after having won a couple of league games obviously take the Viaplay Cup semi-final out of it a good performance against Motherwell it's very important that we then put on a performance and get a good result here because despite Johnston's kind of upturn in form this is a game that Hearts should be winning so I, I'll be interested to get your thoughts and Scott's thoughts about teams that come to Tynecastle with not much thought of having a goal, right? Because Levine will have them well organised. Livingston were pretty well organised, and Hearts fans are really I, patient. I'd be very surprised if St Johnston are quite as negative as, as Livingston. I don't think I'd... anybody can be as negative <laughs> as that. That was that was nuts. But you mentioned St Johnston's form away from home, but their two best results have come when. Very few people gave them much of a hope to get anything, right? It was a case of how many will Celtic score against them? None was the answer in a nil-nil. How many will Aberdeen score against them? None. They had a game plan, albeit those two games were under different management. So while it might not be a 4-6-0, I think it might be pretty similar to the Livy game and that Hearts will have a fair bit of the ball. But I don't think St. Johnson will give us much space. I'm sure that's what they'll work on, just be organised. Um, and it's going to be one of those days. So I, I think our our historically in recent years, I, I I don't think our record is great. Certainly this season, when we're expected to take the game to the opponent, um, who are not really interested in in sending too many men forward. So I think this could be one. This could be a day for patience this weekend. Scott, would you go along with that? We've got a decent recent record against St. Johnson only lost one of the last eight and at home we've won eight of our last nine matches against St. Johnson indeed um, the defeat for Hearts the one Saints win for Hearts in the last seven years came when Andy Kirk was on the bench for Hearts it was Daniel Stendhal's first game that was back in December 2019 do you feel this is a game that should probably go to form or do you think Craig Levine might be able to throw a spanner in the works? I think patience is key like like Mark's just said. I, I think the difference between this fixture and the one that we had recently against Livingston is that I think that Craig Levine Although I think that St Johnston will come with a game plan of looking to frustrate us, looking to make sure that the fans are kept as quiet as possible, with the view even potentially starting to turn on on the team, 
I do think that if he gets a feeling that St Johnston are in the ascendancy, St Johnston will get a spell in that match where they will try and, and put us under a little bit of pressure, uh, particularly you know from sort of set piece uh, set piece situations if they can win a few free kicks in our half. So I do think similar to the Livingston game, the fans and the team are going to have to be quite patient. It's going to have to be a case of cool heads. So if it's not working in the first 5-10 minutes, what you don't want to see players doing is starting to do things that the manager's not asked of them. And that was clearly something that, that came up in the Livingston game when Cammy Devlin came off at half-time. There was clearly an issue there where you know Stephen Naismith felt that he, he just wasn't doing what he was needing from him. And they sort of made that change at half-time. So, so yeah, uh, I definitely think it's a, a game we should be looking to win. Uh, not, not just in terms of the the sort of historical record against St Johnston, but also with an eye on our challenging set of fixtures in December. Uh, I think if we can get three points on the board on Saturday, it sort of helps build up that that sort of continuity for the last two results. That was the last time, or the first time, sorry, that we'd uh, won games back-to-back in the league since January of this year. So I think if we can make that three wins out of three, that would be great. And then, like I say, considering we've got trips to... Easter Road and Petodrian Parkhead coming up next month. I think we've got to start improving on our home form because that's you know away. We've we've talked about this a few times this season. We're actually doing okay away from home. We've won three of our last four trips. It would have been four. Uh, you know, if the game at Ibrox had stopped after eighty six minutes. Uh, but yeah, I, I definitely think Saturday we've got to look at it as a a must win game. <laughs> the next in a long line of must win games for for Naismith and the Hearts team, but. It, it won't be easy and it, and it could take a little bit of time for us to eventually break St Johnston down. Ryan, from your perspective, you'll be in that St Johnston back line. You've got plenty of experience in there. You yourself, you've got Andy Considine, obviously former Hearts player as well, Liam Gordon, who, who wears the captain's armband now. Um, I take it, you know, you're, we're not expecting you to give any tactical things away, but it, it's going to be a case of keeping that unit really tight and that's probably you know, Craig Levine's bread and butter isn't it keeping things simple being defensively solid former centre-back himself um, and I guess that will be the base that you'll look to build on won't it in a game like this yeah I think that's sort of every, almost every team outside of the sort of top four when you go away from home that's the kind of basic message that you say it's this the stay in the game to build pressure, I think, is a big one that people miss out on. You know, I think people just think pressure is, you know, keeping it in the 18-yard box or, you know, loading it up. Sometimes building pressure can be keeping the ball for five, ten minutes and not sucking the life out of them. But, you know, like what you guys said, a fast start, if we can keep these down to a quiet start and then between the sort of 10, 20, 20th minute mark, we keep the ball and start building sustained pressure in hearts half, that builds pressure on hearts because they'll be like, what's going on here? This is, we should be on the front foot. We should be dictating this game. Fans are a bit, get a little bit edgy. And all of a sudden, like what you guys said that they shouldn't be doing a lot of players and a lot of teams start doing things differently because they feel like they have to sort of snap out of what's happening and, and do something. And that's when mistakes happen. That's when team structures go out the window. And um, like you said, discipline's a big one. In terms of you know, it, it only takes one or two people to sort of switch off, and you can concede a goal. And um, 
yeah, you know, we have done well this season in in terms of being able to you know limit teams with opportunities that we give away, um, and at the same time, we've probably lacked that you know killer instinct up front in terms of scoring goals. But I feel like we're in a bit of a better situation now with the players that we've got back and the you know sort of system that we play. That you know, I, I feel recently we've been carrying a bit more of a goal threat. So. Um, yeah, our plan is just to go there and and I probably wouldn't say take the game to hearts, but um, you know I think you guys touched. I didn't see any of the Livingston game, but I know for a fact we won't just be going there to time waste and shut up shop and you know make the game horrible. We would be wanting to sort of try and play the style of of football that we wanted to play, um, and we'll all oh, yeah. we have done the last couple of games and and try and put you guys on the back foot a bit. more a bit more than you know Livingston or maybe other teams yeah. that have gone there. Livingston had no plan with the ball whatsoever. Yeah. That was uh yeah, it was uh almost what it was seventy percent plus possession. In fact it was almost eighty percent I think possession and Livingston gave up the the ball for the entire game and had no option of what to do when getting it forward. And I you know I expect St Johnston to be happy giving the ball up. But yeah you'd expect maybe a bit more of a counter to to what hearts yeah. are doing when maybe the opportunity does arise to get the ball forward probably similar to the first game of the season um that kind of style of game and all, near enough all the games last season um albeit that i think you guys won every game last season but there wasn't that much of a difference in those games and um yeah, yeah, I, th- I do think we carry a, a, a better threat than we did at the start of the season in terms of going forward. And um, yeah, I think all the pressure is kind of on Hearts. Yeah. I remember being that as a Hearts player. You, you know, you're basically expected to win every game at home, no matter who you're playing, really. Um, yeah, the, the guy calling the opposition defender a wanker is very quickly the, the guy calling the home yeah. a wanker if it's still nil nil yeah. after 20 minutes. <laughs> 20 minutes so um yeah you know that that's that's a big incentive for us is is to try and you know get the crowd on on top of the hearts players backs and and give them sort of nothing to to get excited about while at the same time you know trying to nick something at the other end and and get another win and uh you know start climbing that ladder because it is quite tight down there now that we've we've got a couple of victories um Absolutely. so you know a, a good couple of weeks and you can springboard up a couple of places so um yeah we'll be going in there with full of confidence for sure forest hepburn and mcdonald have been making creative sign and print solutions since the 1950s for more visit fhmcdsigns.co.uk okay let's lighten things a little bit We'll, we'll do some predictions for the Hearts St. Johnston game before we go. But we wanted to play play a little game. Um, God, it sounded a bit like Jigsaw for a moment, didn't it? <laughs> um, we are going to play the... the, the it's, a, it's a classic, isn't it? Who am I? As I mentioned earlier, it's the one where you're sitting in a circle, a party or whatever, and you've got the name sticker on your head, but you don't know who it is. It's a actor or sports star or something and and everyone knows who it is, and you've got to ask questions to try and deduce who you are. Um, we're going to do this with Hearts players, and now 
we have tried to limit this to Hearts players who played at Hearts with Ryan McGowan at some point. So that's the only stipulation. It has to be someone who played competitively with Ryan McGowan when he was a Hearts player. Now, obviously, I said we couldn't do this with the actual post-it notes on our heads uh, because even if we did it on video when we're recording this, it wouldn't work very well for those listening. So pre-podcast, we have picked a person for each member of the podcast. So I don't know who my player is, but the other three do and vice versa with everyone else. So we're going to go through this one by one and hopefully it works and it doesn't drag on for an hour or um, it is finished in like 15 seconds. So I don't know who, how, how do you want to do this? Who should we go first? You go first. Shall I go first? Yeah. Okay. So I can ask any questions, but they can all be yes or no answers, obviously. Um, so you all know the player. Okay. Um, am I Scottish? And any of you can answer, obviously, because you all know. No. Not Scottish. Okay. Am I still playing today? No. Okay. So retired player, not Scottish. Um, am I a striker? Mm. No, not really. <laughs> no. Okay. But I've been known to play there. Nah, you're not a striker. Okay. <laughs> am I a midfielder? Oh, don't yeah. start this. Yeah, shit questions, you. Okay. Um. Um. Did I score more than ten goals for Hearts? Oh. No. No. Okay. I say so yes. Oh. Okay. Scott, no, I, say, I say yes. I would have guessed Tr- no. Trust me, if you're looking at his Wikipedia, his Wikipedia stats are ridiculously like out of kilt. So, <laughs> so don't base it on that, trust me. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, I know I get that score more than 10. Uh, yeah, I would guess no. So I'm not a striker. Um, so I'm a kind of, sounds like I'm on a midfield attacking player, not Scottish. Um, am I Lithuanian? No. No. Definitely oh, not. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, did I play international football? Yes. Oh, okay. So international player, not a striker, didn't score a heap of goals. I'd be super interested if anyone else has got this that is listening in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, am I older than Ryan McGowan? Yes. I would say yes. Yes. I would say yes. Come on, you guys, you, you need to know the basic. Yes, it? yes, yes, yes is the answer. Okay, yes. so he's older. So he's older than Ryan McGowan. Um, did Ryan McGowan leave Hearts before me? After. Okay, you can. You, your mental is yeah. yes or no, but that's fine. Um, so I left Hearts before Ryan McGowan left Hearts. Um. Yeah. Am I English? No. no. Stumped them and I love it. Oh, <laughs> why did I come up with this game? I hate it so much. <laughs> um, uh, so I should have been taking notes of what I got. So it's not Scottish. Not so, um, 
Did I score against Hibs? Yes. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Not Scottish. Oh, am I from Uganda? Yes. <laughs> ah, good. Am I David Abua? Yes. Yes. Are. Yes. Very That's good. Yeah. I should. What was it? What was it? away. The Hibs. Uh, yeah, but what made you what made you ask that? Was did you have uh, a clue before that that you thought I wonder if it's um I don't know, I was just kinda hoping it would be I just it was almost like a wild card question that if, if you said yes it would maybe narrow it down a bit because it would just be a non Scottish non forward who left. Yeah, I don't know. Good though. By the way, someone's What's been that? fiddling with that a few times. Oh, the Wikipedia, he, he got six competitive goals, and Wikipedia says he got 14. Aye. I mean, also, Wikipedia's got him averaging a goal every couple of games for all his previous clubs as well. <laughs> <laughs> so, makes, that, yeah, makes, <laughs> the man who made you, so much money at Harps that he had he could just retire when he left us. <laughs> do you not remember, I've said this before, David Abua's Wikipedia page for a while said, um, David Abua is a, is a Ugandan footballer born blah 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 he is awful <laughs> that's how it opened on his wikipedia page for a while that's harsh what, was the, what was the gary wales wikipedia that we never got around to asking him oh about? that was the banging grannies one i'll see him on saturday well i wonder why so gary <laughs> Yeah, it's, it'd been it'd been edited for a while. Really? No shit. Um, it, it doesn't it doesn't say that now. But oh. anyway, let's move swiftly. Yeah, sorry, you that. can be next. Okay, so okay. so McGowan's next. So let me just say, okay, so Mark picked. So I should say, um, so who picked my one? Scott, yeah, I, did. I think yeah, Scott did. Okay, it's a good, good um, so uh, it was. Well done, that's a good one. Good. Um, so Mark picked Ryan's one. So um Ryan, take it away with your questions for the who am I game. Am I Scottish? Nope. No. Nope. Am I from the UK? Nope. Nope. No. Did I play international football? Yes. 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 Was I sold for money? No. No. Did I play for any other Scottish club? Yes. 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 This is tricky, isn't it? Yeah. Is You're on the spot. Nice, it's, yeah, it's a bit tense. Another Scottish club. Foreigner. Another Scottish. Am I from Europe? Nope. No. Oh. Was it Dylan? <laughs> Yeah. Yes. It's a dirty man. Clown of a man. Mark, that's your clown. fault. That's your that fault. Was, See, I'm surprised it took him that. I would have gone straight into is it Dylan without even asking a yes. I, or that no. would have been hilarious <laughs> if his first question was, Am I Dylan McCow? <laughs> right, if it hadn't been Mark picked it, would you have gone to Dylan so early? Uh no for some reason I thought Eggert Johnson. To start with, oh. that's one when way it to wasn't. It. If it wasn't um, not from the UK, so that narrows it down like pretty. Quick. And then I thought Larry Kingston for a bit. I mean, he played with a lot of players, so yeah. But then I was trying to think. I don't think I actually played a competitive game with Larry Kingston. 
and then he didn't play for another Scottish club. Should have been counting how many questions that was, because obviously Ryan got it well, well quicker than I did. I think it was, what, four or five questions? Am I Scottish? I blame Mark for that. Oh, come on. (laughs) Who else? One of you was going to pick it. Come on. Of all the players you picked, his brother. I mean... Yes! Okay. To be honest, that could have stumped me for a while. Well, it was so obvious that you wouldn't have gone there. No, it's only as good as the questions that you you ask, and they were good questions. They were good questions. They were right, Scotty. All right, okay, Right. So, is it Scott's turn? Okay. Uh, Did I win a Scottish Cup with Hearts? No. Did I play for another Scottish team? Yes. I picked Jamie Hamill. Wait, what now? Jamie Hamill. No. No. What did Ryan say? I picked Scott once, didn't I? You did? Yes, yes. you picked yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I'm just oh. going through all the guys who won the Scottish Cup now. <laughs> That'd be a good first question just to knock out half a squad. Did I ever score for Hearts? Yes. Yes. Am I British? Yes. 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 <laughs> what kind of giggles that? Uh. <laughs> This is, a, this is a good game, Google. Am I David Templeton? Nope. No. Nope. Am I a forward? Yes. 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 Am I Gary Glenn? No. 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 Am I Callum Elliott? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Who am I? I know. <laughs> Was it in, um... Have I played for an English club? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, no. Good... No. No. Uh, no. It's in um, it's in Wall Street, isn't it? When is it? Uh, what's his name? Does who am I? <laughs> Did I, I score against Tibbs? Yes. Yes. Am I Gordon Smith? Yeah, yes. Gogsy boy. Well done. Um, it's the it's the Hibs question, isn't it? I know. <laughs> it's the Hibs it right question that, that helps. Maybe that's why I asked. Well, it, I thought the I'm... Scottish Cup would be a good starter because it's you straight away you're taking away yeah. a few mm. of the the obvious ones. Indeed. But I was struggling well there. Once I got past Gary Glenn and Cal Melly, I was like, oh shit. And then I fought uh, Kevin Kyle because <laughs> he was away before they won the cup. And... Cracking goal as well. Yeah. yeah. And then he always he always messaged you, Ryan, about the time he hit the bar against Spurs as well. <laughs> Once, at least twice a year, he'll message me. That's a good right. effort, though. Against do, you think the, do you think the bar's still shaking at White Hart Lane? <laughs> <laughs> And how different would my career have been if that went in? <laughs> Harry, <laughs> Kane, Harry Kane scores the penalty and Gordon Smith scores at the other end and Gordon ends up playing for Bayern Munich and uh, Harry Kane ends up playing for Jundalup. He, he plays, does he still play in Oz? Yeah. He yep. Gordon Smith, yeah. Yeah. Okay. There we go. So three down, one to go. So it's Mark Donaldson's turn. This was oh, one picked okay. by me. Okay, well, if it's picked by you, it'll... It'll be a scunner. Okay. I'm going to deviate slightly. I'm going to take... Uh, oh, there's a shock. Oh, jeez. Be quiet. I'm, I'm going to take some influence from, from Scotty's questioning. Was I one of the 16 stripped who won the Scottish Cup final in 2012? No. 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 Okay, that's all I've got. I'm a Scottish... No. no. Am I British? Yes. Yes. Am I Michael and Goo? 
No. no. <laughs> I just <laughs> <had them. laughs> no, I just thought you you dobbers would throw in something really stupid like that. British, <sighs> but not Michael and Goo. Okay. Am I English? Yes. Yes. Am I a forward? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Am I John Sutton? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I didn't think you were got that as quickly. Well, I'm looking at the ones Danny Granger, Andrew Driver. I'm thinking, is it too obvious? Or... There you go. Have you, got a list? Have you guys got a list of players up? Am I, nope. Did I do this wrong? No, I oh, I don't. It's Mark's cheating again. Not cheat. How can I cheat when I don't know the answers? You three have got the key. And <laughs> Sutton. Yes. Yeah, you got that pretty quick. Well yeah, done. that was impressive. Well done. Almost impressive was... as the Michael and Goo. Yeah. Shout. Well done. That was, that was good. That wasn't you were the worst one there, Laurie. I know I was, but I went first. So I kind of, I feel like you guys all got to, you know, get the advantage of knowing your questions. Yeah. Get, see which worked, <clears throat> see what worked and what didn't work. Um, oh, you've always got an excuse. Oh, whatever. We'll see what your excuses are after Saturday. Yeah. Let's move on. <laughs> Pump you. Okay. I'm gonna point, I'm gonna, if I score, I'll point up to you 100%. <laughs> there you go. Give it the microphone signal, but not to be confused with the wanker signal. Yeah. I would... if we win, if we win, I'll point up to you and I expect the wave down. You can be a wanker wave if you want. Oh, it would, it would absolutely be. Um, okay. Yeah. You're listening. Hold on. Sorry, hold, hold on. Why, why do you, so, what, sorry. What, what, why don't you do what, a pack cash? Do a pack cash, Gowser. If you score the winner in the 89th minute, 87 Wimbledon, right? Up the stairs, onto the, onto the top of the commentary booth and give it a yes. So go right up the wheat field, up the stairs at the back, the commentary, last minute, you've won the game for hearts. Get yourself up. It's worth the booking, yeah. but get it right in Dunsar's face. I'd just run to the halfway line and just point straight up to him and he would I just mean, know. I'm... He would just know that that was for him and then forever... If he starts slagging me on the podcast, I'll just say, hey, remember when I pointed up to you? <laughs> the funny thing is, there'll be a few hundred Hearts fans also turning around and looking up to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, You're listening to Scarves Down the Funnel, sponsored by Forrest Hepburn and McDonald Signs, who have been offering creative sign and print solutions since the 1950s. We're going to do predictions before we go. So three of us will be predicting a Hearts win and a goal scorer, and I'm pretty sure the fourth person is going to be predicting a St. Johnston win and a goal scorer. So let's start with the, the Hearts ones. Mark, what what are you going for on Saturday? 1-0. One nil. One Just the 1-0? Nil. Nil. Okay, tight game. Mm-hmm. McGowan on goal. <laughs> yes. <laughs> see, if he, uh, see if he points up to me if, if that's the goal. I'll give you the wanker sign if that happens. <laughs> <laughs> if it's not him, remember I gave away I gave away that bloody penalty last year remember honestly when he pointed to the spot I was just like oh my god fucking Twitter would be going off here man I've <laughs> fucking done this <laughs> right what's my I, I remember going in at half time I don't normally like my phone's always in the pocket and I remember wanting to check it because I knew that Mark or Laurie would have wrote in the chat oh, we did. if it was a handball or if it wasn't 
Because I, 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 remember, I remember saying, fuck, it's hit my hand, but I have fucking no idea where my arm was. Like, if it was kind of close to my body, if it was fucking above my head, it happened so quickly. I remember being like, fuck, I don't think it was, like, in an unnatural position. And then after the game, <laughs> after the game, obviously my phone was, like, blown up and got the still image. My hand's fucking above my head in line with my... I was. I remember arguing with Willie Collum during the game. I'm like, I don't expect. Where, where am I meant to put my arms? <laughs> He's like, Gaza. When you see it, your arms way out. I'm like, no way would it be way out. Oh, yeah, it was. It was. it was a penalty. De- Des Roach confirmed it on the podcast. Penalty. We got, we got well, ho- hopefully you'll keep your keep your arms behind yeah. you behind your back. No, not, not hopefully at all. Get your arms right out, sir. We want more no. penalties. No, Mark. No. What are you going for? Uh, sorry, Scott. Me. Mark just gave me the point. <laughs> Careful here, Scotty. I hate, I hate, I hate trying to predict scores before I get to see the team line up because that can influence. We do the podcast so on a Monday or mm. Tuesday. I Come can't on, record sorry. the podcast and get I out. Know, I'll, I'll, I'll be warming up. I know. Scotty, I'll be warming up at that time. I'm gonna. Busy. I'm gonna say three 0 hearts. Oh wow! While I'm on as well, you can say 3 0. <laughs> yeah. Three on goals no. from Ryan McKenna. No, 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 no. I'm going to put Boise up for a goal. I'm hoping Boise and Lowry nice. and Shanklin start uh, so in the, the final third. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to go for Boise for one of the goals. So, it will be McGowan on goal, uh, penalty <laughs> given away by McGowan, and uh, Boyce shaking off McGowan as his marker <laughs> to score yeah, the third. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'll go in between. I'm going to go 2-0 hearts and I am going to go with a Frankie Kent goal for a corner. Mm. Marked by Ryan McGowan. Marked by Ryan McGowan. He's going to get, he's going to peel away at the back post and pull the header in for his first hearts goal. 2-0 hearts. Right, McGowan, what, what nonsense, um, (laughs) what nonsense prediction are you going to give us? Go on 1-0. Win for the boys. McGowan scores. No, no, I don't think I'll score. I don't think I'll score. Because the last couple of games, I've been sort of the defensive marshal of the set pieces. Okay. And staying back to organise the troops. Oh, you've got to get Um, surely. But yeah, we bring everyone back for set, please. So you'll not Ah, be And we're really good at defending set plays. Actually, have we conceded this season, have we? From a set play? We'll have a couple for outside the box. So Pauk, we conceded, although it was not not like a corner at the box, header at the goal. We've not conceded any of them. No, not that I can think of. Right, so don't start on Saturday, McGowan. You're being warned. Yeah, yeah uh, one 0 I think it will be. I think it will be a, an actual quite a good game. Oh, I feel like all the games it. last couple of one nil defeat of... home of St Johnson. That's that... Doesn't sound like a good game to me. Yeah. Well, it will be when I point up here. If it's not you, who's scoring? He's not going to give that away. This is a clue to who's scoring. It's going to be Nicky Clark's replacement, which is who? This game? Considine. Considine again. Okay. Mm. He scored last time there. By the way, Gauzer, where are you in the pecking order when it comes to picking up the opposition tallest or best players at set plays? Mm, Third, maybe? Okay. Give or so take. That, Depends. That'd be um, Kent, 
roles. Who would be our third? Kingsley, potentially. Who? Kingsley. Kingsley's better in the air than Kai Rolls. Yeah. I rolled score against me last year, remember? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, injured at the same time as well. Shocking. Will there be any Aussie group chat between you and Devlin mm-hmm. or Rolls in the build-up nah, to this one? Uh, maybe text Cammy. Maybe text Cammy. Natty's injured, isn't he? Yep. Um, or maybe not. Ty's in... They're in Kuwait at the minute, the Socceroos. They're in Kuwait. They play their game not. in Kuwait. Cammy's not... Yeah, fucking hell. He should be. But Can't even get a game for Hearts right now. Was, Never mind yeah, Australia. Just about to say that, but he'll get there. Hopefully he's on the. Hopefully, nah. I wonder if he'll play at the weekend. Actually, <laughs> it'll be interesting. It'll be, it will, like what Scott said. It will be interesting to see their team because, like that, it, that also gives players a bit of a not a lift as such, but you know. When you play teams and they make a couple of changes, you're like, "Oh, here we go," and you know. Or other times you're like, "Oh, fuck, here we go." Um, so you know, if we've sort of set up, or if we feel that their danger men are possibly not playing, and they're or they're trying a different formation, you know, sometimes you get like somebody that's hasn't started for ages, and then they start. It can go one or two ways. You know, they can either have an absolute blinder, or they can be off the pace. So. Um, you know, the team lineups when they come into opposition change rooms is, is kind of exciting times. And you're also trying to work out what they're going to do or, you know, are they keeping with that formation? Are they doing different things? Um, so, yeah. Last time, it, last time you played against Hearts, you played two positions, didn't you? Uh, yeah. But, uh, you played in, yeah. The, played in the opening of the season. Did you move around that? I can't remember. You. No, it was, just, it was just the middle of the pitch, that game. But the, the other one, the I was... Yeah, the, the three-two three two game. McDermott. You move from both three to the midfield. Yeah, yeah, both almost the same. Yeah, because the Tynecastle one was the first time you'd really been moved into midfield. Yeah, St. Johnson. Yeah, second half. And you actually did all right. Actually did all right. But hopefully, hopefully you. you don't do all right this weekend. In fact, no, actually, I'll take that back. Hopefully you do all right. But as a whole, your team doesn't. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll take that. Yeah, a good Ryan McGowan performance, but still a okay. Hearts win. Yeah, yeah, we'll do that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, whatever happens, um, some of us will be back next week. At this point, I cannot confirm who. That will probably depend. <laughs> if it's Gozer by himself, that would, that would be quite the podcast. Um, uh, if Ryan McGowan is back next week, it's probably a bad sign from a Hearts perspective. So maybe you guys will be home. Well, he's he's not come on regardless. Sure, Gozer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come, on come, on, come on, for sure. Okay. We'll it's like after the McDermott when I called Laurie after the game. Remember? Laura's so like, oh, crying in your McDonald's. I, no, I didn't know if you if I should message you or not because just because you got beat. Like, <laughs> Shut up, you loser. <laughs> but yeah, I'll be on next week. Okay. Yes, I'll be on next week. Um, indeed. Rub it in. Yep. Well, hopefully not. But whatever happens, it'll be good to have you back on. Thank you to all of you for joining me and for joining in the wonderful game. Even though, um. I came up with the game and I was the worst at it. But hey, win some, you lose some. Uh, we'll be back next week to discuss Hearts against St. Johnston and anything else that comes up of a maroon-related um, topic in the meantime. till then, thanks for tuning in. Hi, my name is... Why?
Get messed up worse than my life is My brain's dead weight I'm trying to get my head straight But I can't figure out which Spice Girl I want to impregnate And Dr. Dre said Slim Shady, you a basic Uh-uh so Why's your face red? Man, you wasted Well, since age 12 I felt like a case Dell Who stayed to himself in one space Chasing his tail Got ticked off and ripped Pamela Lee's lips off Kissed him and said I ain't no silicone was supposed to be this soft I'm about to pass out and crash And fall in the grass Faster than a fat man who sat down too fast Come here, lady. Shady, wait a minute. That's my girl, dawg. I don't give a damn. Dre sent me to take the world off. Hi, my name is. What? My name is. 